If you could turn to the gospel according to John, the 10th chapter. I'll be reading verses 1 through 6. If you have it, say amen. If you're not there, say hold on. I will hold on so we can journey together. As we are opening up to the gospel, according to John, 10th chapter, we are going through the I am statements of Jesus. We have talked about I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. They still have not, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the Jews who are persecuting him, have still not grasped what Jesus has been talking about. And then even some of the disciples that he has chosen have not grasped fully what he has talking about. We saw in the text that some left him because he said such a harsh saying when he said that I am the bread of life. He looked at the disciples and said, are you going to leave? And that's when Peter looked back at him and said, where else can we go? For you alone have the words of life. And so once again, we find in our text Jesus again teaching to those who are following him, seeing if they can grasp the words of life. If you're not there, say, hold on. Amen. If you're there, say, let's go. I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate opens the gate goes through the gates, the shepherd of the sheep. The, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger they will run from him because they don't know his voice. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant. Praise God for his word. That leads us to our text of study today. He first gave them an illustration. And what, did they say, what does the text tell us? They did not understand what he meant. He pointed out to them as an illustration a sheepfold uh, and a gate. One who lets someone into the sheepfold and those who try to sneak in. And those who try to sneak in are obviously up to no good and they are not of him. And he says those who try to sneak in are not familiar to the sheep so they run away from the stranger. But those who know his voice, obey his voice and answer to his voice. And since they did not understand, Jesus says, well, let me be clear to you. Let me help you out what's going on here. So you look clearly going on to the next verses. He says, I am the door or the gate. And he says, I am the good shepherd. I want to highlight again. He pointed out that I am the gate because there's only one gate. I'm going to let me slow down for somebody and not catch that. In order to get to the sheepfold, there's only one gate to get into the sheepfold. But there's many shepherds. Aha. So he says, I'm not just a shepherd. 
I am the good shepherd. Y'all catch that? And, and, and he had to break it down for them, for them to understand who he was. The problem is that many times in our lives that we don't know who Jesus is to us. We want him to be who we want him to be. We don't let him be who he is. See, Jesus is teaching to the Pharisees and the Sadducees because they keep on asking him, tell us plainly, who are you? If, if you're this, tell us. What sign are you going to show us to prove to us who you say that you are? Jesus is simply letting them know that even if I do do a sign, you still don't believe me. Even if I tell you who I am, you still question me. Even when I do these great miracles before you, you still doubt me. You have the nerve. You keep on reading in the text to say that I'm demon-possessed because I made a blind man to see. Come on, somebody. Issues in our lives have blinded us to seeing who Jesus is. Our own narratives of who we want God to be has blocked us to receiving him for who he is. We see within this text, Jesus is letting them know clearly that I am the door and I am the what? The good shepherd. Y'all can help me preach this now. I'll be done a lot quicker. The door is the entrance of safety and is also the exit of safety. When he says that I am the door, he says who, he who enters me finds what? Green pasture. And you go out to green pastures. And he also says that, that I am the good shepherd and I've come to get that you might have life and have it what? More abundantly. You see, we, we know the songs. We might heard the song, Bless My Going Out. Am I Coming In? That comes from Deuteronomy when God told the people that I will bless you. And how are they blessed? They are blessed as they go into the promised land. And they bless them in everything that they do, going in and out of the house and out of the house, doing the will of God. Can I help you out in this mini text right here? The promised land is the sheepfold. And how do you get to the sheepfold? You got to first go through the door. And in order to go through the door, you got to be let in. Did I catch how the watchman or the gatekeeper lets the sheep in? Jesus pointed out that I have not lost not one whom the Father has given to me. Come on, somebody. And so when the Father has chosen you and picked you, Jesus will lead you to where you want to be. The door, many times, Jesus says, wide is the, the gate and broad is the path that enters in, but narrow is the path and narrow is the door. That leads to righteousness. We understand another door. Jesus says, here I stand at the door knocking, seeing whom will let me in. We see many times the door, the entry, how many think how they want to get into heaven. They got to go through the door. Jesus let them know that I am the door. But those who do not go through the door, they sneak in. He calls them thieves and robbers. For they do not care about the sheep. They only care about their own profit. And since they only care about their own profit, if you're in trouble, they don't care about you. Uh, we, 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 we realized when the financial crisis came, don't mean to hurt nobody's feelings, but I'm just going to say what I'm saying. We found out who was taken care of, didn't we? Those who had that golden parachute, they had money to fall back on. Those who were under them were without a job. 
We, we see in, in many of the scandals of the Enron scandal, stuff like that, the, the president of the company is doing all right. God is, his, his, his estates and everything covered, but those who are under it, they're suffering. It's many times in life the same thing that we see people will hustle to take care of themselves when they don't care about you. He lied over many of years saying, you got great profits, you got great profits. When they got found out, he said, well, my fault, my bad, I'm going to keep my money, I got my house, too bad for y'all. But there's another story on another side. There was a company that, that was going under, but the, the CEO, the president, he paid out all their salaries to go bankrupt so that his employees had a job. He could have cut his losses and said, y'all on your own, but no. He paid out as much as he could till he had no more money left, and they appreciated that. He didn't get no Medal of Honor, but yet the presidents recognized him. People recognize him in his community and appreciate him. You see, there's many times in our lives we know about the big scandals and the big falls, but very rarely do we hear somebody about the good news or somebody does something good. But Jesus says, let you know, I am the good shepherd. The door is the entrance to eternal life. And then also not for eternal life, but also your present life. He said, he will enter me will have life and have it what? More abundantly. I have to throw this in because we sit here so much about how you can have your best life now. Just want to help you out. That Jesus says that if you follow him and if you love him, the world will hate you because they first hate me. That's what Jesus said. Jesus says that you should love him and hate the world which will point out that when you are obedient to him and you're following him through the door, you are willing to go through persecution. That's why he, he prefaced saying, Blessed are ye who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for great is your reward in heaven. He's letting us understand that if you follow me through this door, if you follow me through this door, I'm not promising you that you will have everything easy and smooth. But I will promise that you will have life, and you'll have life more abundantly. How can I have life more abundantly living in this desperate world? Well, one, you don't have to worry about this world. See, worrying about this world is why you got worries. You're worrying about what's going to happen. You're worrying about how you're going to get paid. You're wondering who's going to pay your medical bills. You're wondering how you're going to clean up your house. You're wondering how your children are going to make it home. You're worried about so much stuff that God is simply tell you, be still. And know that I am God. He's letting us know that if you just follow me, guess what? I will make sure you have green pastures. Because I will take care of you. That's why we get excited to hearing those words of comfort. Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Because if the shepherd is the good shepherd, then he will lead you into green pastures. And, and catch what the good shepherd also does. He says, I am not like the hirelings. I don't run when danger comes. He says, I lay my life down. I want you to realize that. He says, I lay my life down. And then look what does he say. He says, I will take it back. First, dealing with the laying my life down. If we're going to follow the good shepherd, we need to lay our lives down. Uh-huh, I got a few amen. I'm going to say that again because some of y'all just being stubborn. That's all right. In order to follow the good shepherd who laid his life down, we need to lay our lives down. 
it's kind of hard to follow the good shepherd when you already made your own life map. Mm. It's kind of hard to follow him into green pastures when you keep on looking over the fence. Many times sheep go off the path because they think they know where they need to go. But sheep, by nature, are gullible animals. I didn't say dumb because I don't want to insult anybody in this place. But it is gullible. They fall for anything. And yet, he points out that those who are my sheep, they know my voice. Even sheep that get off the path, they hear their master's voice. But the problem is, when they get off the path, it's hard for them to find their way back. Many times in our lives, we have gone off the path. And, and, and if you remember, we talked about the good shepherd looking at Psalm 23rd, that sheep, sometimes our sheep, our wool got too thick for us. And when our wool gets too thick for us, sometimes we fall over. And you can't get back up on your own. Or maybe your wool got caught up in the thickest and you're stuck and you can't get away. Or maybe your wool got wet and damp and just became too heavy for you. All you could do was just rest because it was just too heavy for you. But the shepherd would always come and lift up the sheep and carry them back. And rejoice over the one that came back. We need to realize as sheep, we can still hear his voice and we can still call to him and say, Lord, I need you. And he will come to rescue you because he's the good shepherd who lays his life down. Pointing out, look at the parallel of David. David says that, Saul, I am a good shepherd. I put my life in danger. How'd you do that, David? Well, one time a bear came after my sheep. Another time a lion came out. I smoked them both and got my, my sheep back. Jesus, the true Messiah, just like David, will defeat the lion. The devil is like a lion seeking whom he may devour. We could tell that lion, come and get me if you dare, but you'll get smoked. Because we have victory in our Lord, Jesus. He knows the sheep and the sheep know him means this too. You know who's calling you. And if you know who's calling you, then you know who you are. The enemy's calling you too. He's trying to convince you that this world has something better to offer you. But this world has nothing to offer you but death and despair. Since the thieves look to only to scatter, only look to kill, only look to destroy. Tell me, is there any profit in any of those? None whatsoever. But Jesus says, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. But those who sneak in, those who sneak into your lives, come on, somebody, they get in through the back door. The enemy knows how to sneak in. That's why he sneaks in. It's hard for him to walk straight in. He sneaks in. How do they sneak in? First, they act like your friends. They tell you how much they love you, how they want to be around you. They support you. They pat you on your back. But as soon as you get something that they want, they take it and they treat you wrong. Somebody been there before. You know how they will use you till it becomes convenient that they can gain something from you. A lot of us have friends that are only friends of convenience. I'm only your friend because you have something to offer me. And they just drain the mess out of you. And that's the problem that we, we live in a world where a world that talks us all about profit. And so we, it sometimes gets into our lives that I will only do something if I can get something out of it. That, that's why, that's why, that's why it's hard for many of us to get a job. 
because we want to do something that we think we deserve. So you just want to get what you think you ought to give. Everybody thinks they deserve a $100,000 salary. So therefore, you walk into that job and I ain't going to work no less than this. No, 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 no. You got to start somewhere. But yet, when you think you know what's best for you, keep on living that way. And you'll keep on living a mess. But when you let the good shepherd let you know that, hey, sometimes you got to go through some peaks and some valleys. But the good shepherd let you know, but I will get you to green pasture. You say, well, let me go through these peaks and these valleys. Sheep have to go through the winter, have to go through the storms, have to go through the rain, and yet the shepherd is still with them saying, you know what, I'm here with you, so don't worry about it. I got you comfort. Now I ride and I stand after they comfort me. The, sheep use a ride, the shepherd used a rod and a staff to comfort his sheep. It will, it will take the lead sheep that is leading them and, and guide it so it knows which direction it goes. So sometimes it will rest its rod on that, she, on that sheep's shoulder and let them know, I'm still here with you. Aren't you glad that Jesus says, I will not leave you comfort, but I will send you the, comfort, the, the comforter, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit reminds us that, that God is still here with you. That's the peace you have no matter what you're going through. That's your hope. That's your joy. But the hired hands, the Pharisees, the Sadducees who do not believe him, those who tell you that there is no God, those who tell you how you got to do all these things to work your way into heaven, they don't care about you. They're concerned about how you can increase their profit. That's why so many times the Christian church is suffering because we have people out there just to be recognized for doing nothing. I'm glad y'all had your own image in your mind because I don't have to give no names. But you see, people grasp attention. And if you grasp attention, if you get on TV, that means people might notice you. The sad state is that we think the church as a business. Business run on profit. Let me say that again. Somebody missed that. Businessness runs on profits. Church, we run on God. Jesus is the head. The church is the body. When we get confused of who is really in charge, we are off the green pasture. Now we are acting like the hired hands that we know what's best. I'm here to let us understand that just because you're on TV, just because you're on the radio, just because everybody knows your name, does not mean you're good. It's not about that. But what, let, what lets us know that we are good is that we find out when we get to heaven. And Jesus, Jesus will say, well done, my Good and faithful servant, or who say, depart from me, I do not know you. So all of us that are working to find out that we're good now, keep on working. You'll never be satisfied. But all of us that's working just to continue to serve the Lord will find out that one day, as the days go by, over and over, we'll see that he might come back again while we're alive or might when we're dead. But we'll be raised up and hear him say, well done, my good and faithful 
servant. Because if we see him as the, as the gate or as the door, we see him as the good shepherd, then you've got to see yourself as the sheep. And if you see yourself as a sheep, then my question is to you, how deep is your heart? I was reading this book, and it's talking about how there was a road construction being done that this gentleman's wife had to go back and forth on, and there was a, a swamp there, and that, that place was, un, was, was uh, under construction for so long because they could never lay down the foundation there. And one day they thought they found solid ground, and they put the bulldozer there on there to park over there overnight. And when she drove by there, it sunk under. Then they tried to put more pillars down to define the, 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 the foundation, but they kept on sinking under. And what I'm trying to point out, just when we thought we knew how deep our heart was, it goes deeper. See, see, Jesus wants all of you, not part of you. See, the part of you says, well, I came to church today, I did good. I, I didn't curse yesterday, so I can curse today. I didn't drink last week, so I can get drunk this weekend. That, 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 that's how we judge ourselves. We, 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 got, we got a quota to keep up with. You say, well, I'm not that bad. I'm just a little bit bad. But, but yet, as we check our hearts, we find that no, it goes deeper. And it goes deeper. And it goes deeper. To find out how deep it really goes, think about when you really get mad. That's how deep it gets. Think about what you get really mad over when somebody talks about your child. You ready to fight. Uh-oh, that, that might be an idol. They, your boss threatens your job. You ready to curse him out. Oh, that might be your idol. See, so many times in our lives we allow other things to lead us that we follow that voice. For example, somebody's threatening your job. What do you do? Well, I got my resume. I'll show you. You don't own me. I'll go find me another job. Finding security in your job and in your status. Or many of us in relationships get mad at somebody, so you, you don't own me. I'll go find somebody else. Come on, somebody. That's the world we live in. I know we must have Christian folks, but you need to go testify to somebody else. <laughs> Let them know that the world has us concerned about other people's approval. But Jesus says, look here, look here. Listen to my voice. The world will tell you you're no good. The world will tell you that you've got to have this money. The world will tell you you got to live in these neighborhoods. The world will tell you you need to ride, drive these cars. The world will tell you that you need to go to these schools. But Jesus will simply tell you, serve. <laughs> Jesus will say, wash feet. <laughs> Jesus will say, do unto the least of these. Jesus will say, bless and curse not. Jesus will say, be faithful. Jesus say, be patient. Jesus says, be gentle. Jesus says, so self-control. But the world will tell you, tell your boss about himself. The world will tell you, you need to go and tell him about himself. The world will tell you, you need to go and tell him who she really is. But Jesus simply says, pray for them. Jesus say, be patient with them. Jesus says, they know not know what they do. Forgive them. You see, the good shepherd knows what is good. The world only knows what the world knows. So you as a sheep, you need to realize that you don't know right from wrong. You don't know your right from your left. That's why he came for us. Because if we could save ourselves, he would not have come. But yet he said, I come to give up my life. And I like this part because I'll take it back. Jesus gives his life for others. We need to give our life for others. Do unto others. 
as you have them do unto you. And first and foremost, you need to lay down your life for Christ and pick up your own cross. Jesus will protect his sheep from the enemy because he's the good shepherd. How we will protect the sheep? With his life. But as we look back at our text, look at John 10, chapter, verses 24 to 31. This is where we see the persecutors not grasping what he says. Jesus replied. I have already told you, and you don't believe me. The proof is the works I do in my Father's name. But you don't believe me because you are not my sheep. This should be your testimony. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they what? Follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. For my Father has given them to me and he is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. Then look at verse 31. Once again, the people picked up stones to kill him. Once again. Once again. With soldiers, this is not the first time. All I'm trying to point out to you, that if you're going to follow the good shepherd, people are going to try to throw some good stones at you. <laughs> but what did he say? That nobody can snatch you away from him? That no one can defeat him? Because he... And the Father are one. And who the Father has given to him will not be lost, but will have everlasting life. We're living in this dark world, but yet we're following the light. We're following the bread of life. Well, we're entering through the door or the gate. And we're following the good shepherd. And as we follow the good shepherd, he will never let us down. Do you see how Jesus says that I will lay down my life and I will pick it back up? He came from heaven to earth to what? Show us the way from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. Lord, I lift your name on high. He is highly exalted because he laid down his life for us so that we might have eternal life. And cast us, he rose again from the grave to defeat death. The last enemy to be defeated is death. Read that in Revelation. The last enemy to be defeated is death. Death is separation from God. Who's separated from God? Those who do not know his voice. And some of us know his voice, but we run away from his voice. That's why we can be encouraged. Just as Peter who ran away. But Jesus says, I prayed for you. Because the enemy desires to shift you as wheat. But I prayed for you. So that after you repent, restore your brothers. You have gone off to be the path. You have done things that is unpleasing to our good shepherd. But yet he tells us, come back to me. And I will bring you through the gate. The green pastures. I lay down my life so that you can have life and have it more abundantly. There's no big sin that can separate you from a great God. Nothing's bigger than our God. Nothing's greater than our God. 
So no matter how the world will threaten you, through your job, through this economy, through who's going to be in the political office and how it's going to get worse, I put in all this. No matter who's going to be my president, my mayor, my governor, my senator, he is still Lord. And if he is still Lord, guess what? I'm going to be all right. <laughs> and, and, and all we got to do is just look back over history. Look, look, just look. No matter who the president has been, God is still reigning. Come on, somebody. So since he reigns, since he reigns, will you let him reign in your life? Will you let him get to the deep-rooted issues of your heart and realize the deeper you go, the better you will be? So you will never arrive. You're just only going deeper. Tell your neighbor, go deep. Tell him, go deeper. Say, don't stop. Go deeper. And as you go deeper, you'll find more and more elements how you can be a better sheep and follow the good shepherd as he takes you through the gate. Every head bowed, every eyes closed.